0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Complete Center's Guide. I'm your host Tyler Fowler. With me as always, Noah Chalaya. How are you doing, doing buddy? buddy? Not much, man. Like it's been a wild a wild few days, hasn't it? Like the world has gone the world has ah. lost its mind is it's what crazy. has happened. It's crazy. It's crazy. I might have COVID and we are in the middle of an election, then we still don't have a president. Noah, can you give us a little update on what's happened? Kind of to catch everybody up to speed, well, who maybe I, hasn't been following along. Yeah, go ahead, buddy.
1: I think for the most part, unless you've yeah. been living under a rock, you've kind of followed the fact that there's really not a lot of great choices in politics right now. And no matter what, I mean, I'll be—I'll start with this. Right? Doesn't matter what side of the political spectrum you're on, there are God-fearing people on both sides, right? Right. So I—I I start from a position of it, I separate my faith from my politics, but at the same time, um. There are, there are some major problems with the world right now Tyler we've got people that are outside uh, fighting with each other and over who's going to be elected the next president right people yeah. are not people are not honest about the way that they're going about these things you can't even necessarily find repeatable information because there's so many people that are lying has become so rampant
0: yeah and yeah, I just it- Where does this take us well when you live in a world where truth is subjective and there is no moral standard there's nothing outside of myself the only thing that I need to that I need is me and and the number one right which is not God then this is exactly what you run into man and we we've we've seen it now we've kicked God out of schools we've kicked God out of the military we've kicked God out of every place literally and we reap what we sow. Period. On the subject, I kind of want to begin this with a with, with a verse, and it's from Isaiah ten. And I think, for one, the very first, like, just real quick. No, like you just said, lying has become such second nature; it's ridiculous, dude. And and so we we have to we have to derive truth from outside of ourselves because again. <laughs> We see, just look outside, like you said it perfectly, unless you've been living under a rock, you know what's going on. You know that dead people are are not only rising from the grave, but they're voting, right, 21,000. And we just see corruption, not only on the Democratic side, on the Republican side as well. But here's the thing. I've said it for a while now. It's no longer right and left. It's right and wrong. And just some of the policies... That, that Democrats have. I, I just want to say first and foremost that I love you guys. I love Democrats. I lo- like I love Republicans. but at the end of the day, I hate some of those policies such as abortion, you know and all the different things that we've talked about on the show that we've discussed. But we see kind of like a climax happening right here o- over what you just said. The next president of the United States, a very important topic, a very important very important election. But people have lost their ever-loving minds. But I just want to begin with what God has to say. And I think we should take this as a warning. I think Christians should understand, too, first and foremost, that yes, even though we we're saved, God still hates sin. And whenever we parade it around like America's been doing <laughs> for, for the last, well, however long I've been alive now, almost 30 years, I, we we see it progressively getting Worse, So let's just begin with what God has to say about this. So Isaiah uh, chapter 10 verse 20 says, Beware those who enact unjust policies, those who are always instituting unfair regulations to keep the poor from getting fair treatment and to deprive the oppressed among my people of justice so they can steal what widows own and loot what belongs to orphans. What will you do on judgment day? When destruction arrives from a distant place, to whom will you run for help? Where will you leave your wealth? You will have no place to go except to kneel within the prisoners or to fall among those who have been killed. Despite all this, his anger does not subside, and his hand is ready to strike again. Basically, what's happening is Jerusalem, Israel, is getting ready to go into captivity, and it's because they have sinned, they haven't followed God they have not done what he's wanted them to do. They treat their people completely horrible. And, and and we see it just so the rich can get richer and the poor can get poorer. People were only looking out for themselves. And we see the results of that. God, you, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Well,
1: I just, so I, I question, I question, yeah. you know, you, start, you said something interesting, Tyler. You said that perception is everything and perspective is everything. So let me see yeah. if I can add some perspective to the, to the discussion back at the time when Jesus was walking the earth and setting an example for people, mm-hmm. you weren't even guaranteed shoes. Right. Right. I mean, that was a luxury. In fact, washing of the feet was something that the disciples and Jesus made a, a real point to discuss and talk and exemplify.
0: Sure.
1: Because it showed how much you love somebody else. Shoes were not a given. Fast forward 2,000 years later. Mm-hmm. You live in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Capitalism taken off to the point that I can go to Walmart and buy shoes for $10. By the way, $10 is what I make for two hours of handing people food at McDonald's. Yep. So, in some states, I can go buy a pair of shoes after working for one hour of handing food at McDonald's. Here is, this is something that was a luxury 2,000 years ago. Right. 2,000 years ago, all Jesus was trying to get people to do was love other people and follow his example in loving other people. And that was a difficult thing to do because there were people literally wanting to rip their heads off and kill them. Also, they didn't have shoes. Remember that part of the story. 2,000 years later, we've got the shoes thing solved. Also, people aren't trying to kill us. By the way, we still have problems loving other people. Why is that? Hmm. Seems to me the problem has nothing to do with shoes, has nothing to do with money, has nothing to do with time period, has nothing to do with possessions, has nothing to do with work. Seems to me the thing that is missing is we've identified the wrong things as our savior, the wrong things that we search after in life. Yeah. And I, what would you, going back to your question about perspective, what, how does your perspective shift or how does one's perspective shift? If you say to yourself, yeah, a different guy won the White House or a different guy won, my, my brand didn't get into the White House or my brand didn't get into the Senate or my brand did get into the, 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 the House of Representatives. What do you do with that information? Well, the, the Christian appropriate thing to do with that information is how can we set ourselves up b- such that God can use these tools to glorify his kingdom? And we don't ask that question. Right. Donald Trump's out there asking about how to glorify Donald Trump. Joe Biden, I don't know what he's asking about, but it certainly isn't glorifying God. We have people that are advocating for post-birth abortion, and this is something that they want to fight about in the courts. And, you know, as a as a brother in Christ, I guess I would just ask those people, please, please think about what it is you're doing, because you're going to have to answer for those things on Judgment Day.
0: Right, and we see that over and over and over. It's what Jesus preached about the most. He preached about hell the most. And Noah, let me just ask you, man, what do you do? What do you think you do whenever you live in a world full of darkness like we do now? I mean, love, I think love is the key. We have to start, you know, before we even begin the process. I mean, it's obvious. Life starts at conception. It it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. But what I'm trying to say is that Christians need to start acting like Jesus a little bit more, in my opinion, including myself. I'm talking to myself more than anybody, but we need to start acting a little bit more like Jesus before we even start having these discussions. There's one verse that pops into my mind. Jesus told the Jews that the Gentiles blaspheme God because of their actions. Look at the United States of America. We're not a Christian nation anymore. And it's because we show, or and we show that through how we live. So, in that, in that Noah, what do you do? What do you think you do as a Christian in that worldview, or in, in that in that reality? Actually,
1: I think so. I I made the mistake early on in my life. I think probably because this is the. I don't want to say it's 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 prevalent in the church, but at the same time I wanna say it's kind of prevalent in the church, right? right? We are around a lot of people that are belt notchers and it, and it's more about like
0: We've tra- talked about this before. Sure. And you're right, toxic Christianity. So
1: so where I where I get to with that is I feel like I I am I every time I, I wanna think about having a discussion or anytime this conversation comes up and, and where we start to question the direction of the heart, yeah. the first thing I, I try to remind myself of is it's not my place. It's not my place to tell people what they can believe, what they can't believe, and, sure. and frankly, what they're supposed to be doing. And so I, the way I approach this nowadays is I just assume from the second that I stepped into a situation, I've probably screwed it up. Mm. And, but I believe in a God that's powerful enough to use me in in a way that glorifies his kingdom and so when i come into a situation like uh the 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 political one that we're in right now where a lot of people are just scared man like people are terrified they're terrified of change they're terrified if things stay the same people don't know what to believe and people are scared and i two thousand years ago people were scared and they had a lot more reason to be scared than you do today you have a roof over your head you have food uh, you know it probably in your house, but certainly down the street in in a grocery market or a supermarket or whatever, right? You have heat. We live in, you you live better than 99% of everyone else on earth if you live here in the United States. Man, there is so much to be thankful for and God's, if you look at what made the United States successful, Tyler, Mm. it was Jesus, right? Amen. It was 2,000 years ago that took the Roman Empire and didn't work out. It couldn't rule it like that with an iron fist. And it took a while for people to continually try to integrate Christian principles into society until finally some pilgrims came over to the United States and did they get everything perfect? No, obviously the Salem witch trials tell us that humanity has not been perfect, but at the same time they made a continual effort. And the closer we got to following the way that Jesus told us to do things, the more successful we were, the more restrictions we took off of people, the more we let people live their own life the better things got and then something happened then people started to get too comfortable and when people got too comfortable they stopped feeling like they needed jesus they stopped feeling like they needed god and so they started to do exactly what the bible told us that they were going to do they started to look inwards how can i please myself what can i get and i think that's largely what you're seeing today
0: have you ever read the book of Judges? No. I
1: have. One of my favorite books of the Bible, actually.
0: Great, great, ain't it, But you see a trend in there. You see a a a nation that serves God. They start out loving God, loving His commandments, loving everything about Him, and then they drift off into sin. Well, God raises someone up to bring them back to Him, right? And 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 you're right. Like I think that <laughs> that kind of system needs to happen today if we're if we're going to make if we're going to make any progress but here here the other side real quick too i kind of talk, had to talk with my pastor about this the other day think of it like this as well like like you said i i live here, here's the thing me and Noah's was discussion di- discussing this before the show i live by the philosophy perspective is everything and what i mean by that and i think we would benefit a lot to to put this into practice is we we see the world through lenses like i call them and my buddy, he's been on the show a couple of times, Joshua Davidson, these lenses that people view the world through, right? Their worldview. If we could even try to understand where someone's coming from, not e- if, even if we don't agree with it, but to actually sit down, have conversation, I think this would be a good starting point. And just to be able to say, hey, I can put on your lenses and actually see why you believe what you believe. If we can start there, I think that this would be a great place to go to. But after that, and, and, and more to, to the fact of what you were talking about, Noah, if we, like, like you just said, and, and like I've been trying to say this entire time, if we would start acting like Jesus, things would be better. But hear me out, and this is where my pastor comes into play, what, remember what Jesus said whenever they asked him about the coin, right? They said, give me a Roman denarii, or Jesus said, give me a Roman denarii he said, render unto Caesar the things of Caesar's, but render unto God the things of God, right? Let me just ask you, you you're familiar with the verse. What, what do you think Jesus meant by that?
1: To me, what Jesus is saying is that the focus is not the government. The focus is not whoever is in charge, who claims to be in charge of you. If whoever claims to, uh, to be in charge of you asks for something that they gave you, you give it back to them because that's not who you belong to. That's not your allegiance. Your identity is not tied up in it. Don't worry about it. Do what you have to do to dismiss that distraction from what you're supposed to be working on. And what you're supposed to be working on is following me. Everything in the Bible points to me, Jesus said, right? Everything before, during, and after, all of it points to one central one central concept, one central idea, and one Central being that came to save us, right? And so, I to to me that it's very clear that Jesus doesn't want us distracted by things of the world and wants us to focus on the stuff that really matters.
0: Yeah, no, you're and you're absolutely right. That you nailed it, man. But hear me out, okay? Hear hear me out. We look to the world and we don't see that at all. I'm the first thing I, I type into Google. I say 21,000 dead people vote, and there's a list that comes up. Lawsuit, at least 21,000 dead people on Pennsylvania, or on Pennsylvania voter rolls. And it goes on to say that these people, it goes back to 20 years of being dead. Now, you no, know, we was talking about this right before we, we, we went live. We've seen how people have treated the president this entire time for the last four years, right? And now they're... I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. Correct me if I'm wrong. You, you follow this a little bit closer than I have. But when you see this level of corruption to where you actually have people who have been dead for 20 years actually coming on the scene to vote, how? what? To me, it all begins with the heart, right? We have to have this heart change that we so desperately need. And that goes back to evangelism, right? Faith in the gospel and, and everything that we've talked about before. My question to you is, brother, as a brother in Christ and, and, and as a Christian looking at what's going on in the world right now, what do we do to actually further the kingdom of God and to get people to start acting more like Christ?
1: Well, let me start with this. So yeah. it, it, what, what should we expect from other people? What, what does the Bible tell us people are—where does the Bible tell us people are going? Mm-hmm. Um let me see if I, there's a, um, let me see if I can, how fast I can find this. Uh, 2 Timothy v- chapter 3, verse 1 through 5. But understand this, that in the last days, difficult times will come, for peoples will be lover of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, slanderous, without self-control, savage, opposed to what is good, treacherous. Reckless, conceited, loving of pleasure rather than loving of God. They will maintain an outward appearance of religion, but will have repudiated its power. So avoid people like those. For these are some... Anyway, it goes on. But the point is, you take that verse, and you put that verse up on your computer screen, and then you open your Twitter feed, and look at those side by side, and it's almost laughable at how accurate it is. This is exactly... People are yep. lovers of themselves. Yep. People do love money. That's all they care. And I, we, we just talked about this. If you look, you want to know what the problem with politics are? Problem with politics are people love themselves. People are love with, are in love with money and they're, they're boastful and they're arrogant and they lie and they don't listen and they're ungrateful and they don't love God and they're slanderous and they don't have self-control and they oppose what is good. Not all of them, but some of them. I think, I think the Bible told us for 2,000 years this was going to happen.
0: Yes. Yes. And that's the point I'm trying to make. Those, uh, and, and, and to be honest, I think to be human, you know, to be scared is to be human. We, we do live in a world for, with uncertainty. I opened this show jokingly saying I might have COVID. Yeah, I just had to take a COVID test because not getting into details or anything like that. But I've been exposed to it um, and, and it's confirmed. And that's a sad thing. But here's the thing at the end of the day, at the end of the day. And, and, and let me just, if I can, clear up something just real quick. Uh, because it seems like from my Facebook feed anyway, there's a lot of confusion on this subject. Republicans, including myself, someone uh, uh, speaking as someone who voted for Donald Trump in this election, I'm not mad that Joe Biden is leading. What I'm upset about, and, and I think I speak for everybody else whenever I say this, but what we're upset about is the, the means on how he got there, right? That's right. Again, 21,000 dead people voted, right? This ain't just a resurrection from the dead. This is they voted. This is, this is called cheating, ladies and gentlemen. And I made a post the other day that if you're, che- if, you ca- if you're caught cheating in anything, in sports, in anything, what happens? You're disqualified. Right. You should not be able to continue. But here's the point that I'm trying to make to bring this whole thing full circle. We should expect... this this type of behavior from ungodly people. The Bible describes... And we should love them anyway. Yes, that's the point. Man, you nailed it. Jesus came, and what did he do? What did he say? He said, I did not come for the righteous. I came for the sinners. I came for the lowly. I came for the dog. I came for the scum. That of which I am. Right? That of which anyone who is saved... What did Isaiah say? I started out with Isaiah. What did Isaiah say in Isaiah 6? Woe to me... For I'm an unclean man, I I have unclean lips, and I live in a nation uh, of unclean lips. And he said that whenever he saw the Lord and how holy and how glorious he was. He recognized himself to be that scum, to be that filth. So no, we should not think that we're better than anybody else, because let me tell you something, I'm the chief of sinners. Uh, Trust me, whenever I say that, Paul and I are going to debate that one of these days. But the point is, the Bible says that we should expect this. Paul wrote to Timothy, and I'm so glad you brought up that verse, bro. Really I am, because I couldn't find it the other day and I wanted to know where it's at, second Timothy. All right. But it reigns true nonetheless. The same as Isaiah chapter 10 does. People will be scoffers in the last days. Mm. Now, am I saying that we are in the last days? I don't know where we're at on the Revelation timeline. I don't. Nobody Do does. Don't. And in
1: fact, if they told you that they knew where they were on the yeah, Revelation timeline, you should wrong.
0: immediately un yeah, not trust yeah. that person. Yeah, something <clears throat> something's up because Jesus said no one knows the hour. Not not even him. Uh, whenever he was here on earth, but the point is. We don't have to be afraid, because let me tell you something, even though it might not seem like it, I think it does, because I'm looking at this, I'm watching this, and whenever Arizona came back up and said, oh, wait a minute, Arizona, uh, Arizona's still in this, and we've still got, like, what, 100,000-some-odd votes to count? It's like, I see God working in that. But let me tell you guys something just real quick. If Biden wins, if Trump wins, Jesus is still on that throne. Mm. And at the end of the day, Jesus rules, period, end of subject. And the Bible, Noah so perfectly described it. It describes two types of people. And, and we see. I think we live in a world where we see those two types contrasted perfectly. Like you said, just go and look at our Twitter feed. Whose side are you going to be on? Because that's what it boils down to at the end of the day. Whose side are you going to be on? The Bible describes people. First Corinthians chapter 6. Go look at that list. If you look at that list, I guarantee you it describes you in some way. A liar, a thief. You ever stolen anything? You ever lied? All of us have. All of us are unworthy to be called children of God, yet God loves us anyway, and he gave his only son to die for us. That's why I started this podcast to begin with, and I'm so thankful for people like Noah that has actually got this off the ground we you know this is the first episode we've done a while we took a little hiatus we're back now things are starting to roll a little bit more smoothly and hopefully at the end you know here in a couple i'm gonna say what what do you what do you think buddy couple months maybe maybe we'll be more consistent in actually putting out episodes but we're not going anywhere and jesus isn't either and that's the beautiful thing like i said no matter if biden wins no matter if trump wins One of these days, God is coming back, and each day that goes by is another day closer to that event. That's been set in stone, ladies and gentlemen, and Jesus will come back one of these days to collect everyone who trusts in him and to throw every single person who's mocked, who's scoffed, who's loved money, who's done all of these evil, wicked things that we see, that we see so perfectly. You have to be blind. You have to be willfully ignorant if you do not see the corruption that is happening right now on your TV screens. And I say that with love and, 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 a, and a sense of, hey, hurry up. This, you need to get on the ball. You need to open your eyes and look at what's actually going on in this world today. But but let me tell you this, if, if we can just kind of wrap up here. There's a promise, there's a promise that God made to the Son so long ago, and that that promise affects each and every one of us today. If you trust Him, you will live, period, period. Romans 10, 9, I got it on my hat at work, right, we all have to wear hard hats. Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess Christ as Lord and believe in your heart, God raised Him from the dead you will be saved. It's black and white. It's no more simpler than that. Trust God and be saved. Abraham believed God, and it was accredited to him as righteousness. Trust the Son. Trust God. And at the end of the day, whenever you go stand before him to answer for everything, see, that's the beautiful thing. That's the beauty of what Jesus did. He came down. He laid his life down. What, what did he die for? If you ask anybody, they know that answer. He died for sins. He died for sinners. Right? So what happens whenever you place your faith in him? Your sin is transferred to him. And what happens? His righteousness is transferred to you. And it's so simple. And it all happens at faith. You're regenerated. You're born again. And, it's a, and let me tell you something. As someone who's been born again by the Holy Spirit of God... I wouldn't trade it for the world. And you start to see these little things make so much more sense whenever you're looking at them through that lens. Like I said at the very beginning, try this. Check, ch- Try my lens on just for a moment and, 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 and tell me what you think about it. Noah, uh, to wrap up kind of what anything else, buddy, I mean, we do have a hope, right? It's Jesus. And no matter what happens in this world— we can look to him and know that he's in control and what people mean for evil he means for good right
1: we've taught, you know we we we've, we've had that conversation a couple of times as we talk yep. about arminianism and calvinism this is kind of the positive perspective of that right it's right. The, the, the the message here is that no matter what how bad something seems what you have to understand that both calvinist and arminianism agree with is that god can use anything for his own
0: glory mhm amen anything anything and does and i think you know i don't know how it all works out but at the end of the day i don't think that there's anything in this world that god can't handle he's created all he is the creator and if you trust his son you will be saved that's not me that's him you guys have a good night and remember god's in control we love you peace out bye